Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Marsha Cook, World of Ink and uh, Michigan Avenue Media. I have a really good author on today, Owen Pyre. We're going to have a great show. Um, we're going to talk a lot about his writing and how he comes up with some of the uh, characters and technique because we haven't done that in a while. And uh, I've been listening to his audio book, and he does that really well. So I think this is going to be a very good show for that. Uh, let's see. I have a few uh, – hey, I have a few bits of information. Thursday I will be doing a show – I, I didn't. I usually I say it at the end, but I think I should say this now with Fran Lewis, and um, it's about Alzheimer's and uh, sh- uh, elderly care and caregiving, and it's on in the morning. But uh, I think then Fran will put it out afterwards. Irene Bratsky will be on me and Fran, and we'll be discussing different phases. And uh, that's Fran's passion, and she writes books about it, and she visits hospitals. So. Um, and brain traumatic injury, and a lot of those topics will be discussed uh, on Thursday morning. And she does very early shows, but I do evening shows, and she doesn't hear some of my shows till the next day. But okay, and then I also have um, a few things to say about if if you're looking for a place that can help you um, with your audio books. I did forget to say it last time. It's um, audiobookworm.com. I actually don't know how I found it. I, it's probably somebody on my show. I clicked the link, and then I found it. So um, they do a lot of good things for your audiobooks and help you with banners and things like that. Um, it's a great market, audiobooks, and I love it, and Owen will be talking about that also. And um, But you need advertising because it is difficult to people. You know, uh, Audibles is wonderful, and a lot of people, you know, they – still like to read a book but if they try it once or twice i think they're going to love it because it's I, I think it's great you can do a lot of things while you're listening so i think that might be an interesting topic to have one of these days and i think that um i am going to have um the owner of audiobook worm promotions on in a few weeks because i think it'll be very interesting to hear what she has to say okay so uh owen how are you delighted to be Delighted to be with you, Marcia. How are you? I know today? we almost—it was almost a little screwed up because I know on some of the sites it says March twentieth, but I don't know how that could be because that already passed. So uh, it's today, and um, 
so we're on the air, and um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself before we start talking about technique. A little bit about myself. I'm currently employed in the financial industry, have been for over 32 years. Started out years ago as an engineer and then went into real estate and then made a move to financial industry. And since 2015, I've been putting together some uh, novels, mystery novels, spy novels. I actually wrote some screenplays like yourself back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Had an agent. (laughs) We worked hard at it. But I I understand there's uh, warehouses filled with uh, unpublished screenplays that never got anywhere. So that's right. I decided that's... decided to convert the novels. At least the first one I did was a screenplay, and the second, uh, the third was also a screenplay. The rest have just been recent creations of mine. Right, that's what I do also. I, I've been doing that too. And, and if, if uh, authors of screenplays are listening, when you write a screenplay, it goes in your drawer if nobody takes it. But if you use it as an outline um, for a book, it, I think you've got a chance of possibly someday maybe somebody seeing it and say, let's make it a movie. You know, I did this for 20 years as an agent. It's very hard, but I, that's what I'm doing, what you do. Because I think it's you know, a good story is a good story, which is the name of this show, actually, because it never, Correct. you know, people want good stories. So I, I think that's a great idea to, to, uh, I enjoy, to add I enjoy putting the screenplay. I enjoy the research and putting the screenplay together. And then since it was not going anywhere as a screenplay, I decided to go ahead and create the, the novel for it. And from the first novel, I had so much fun writing and researching that I decided to go on with that and, and now I'm into my ninth book. Yeah, I know. It's you know, and they're very good books. I mean, they're Thanks. interesting. You have a lot of like I mentioned before the show is you have female characters that are powerful and um you write it's not that easy sometimes to write good women for some from some male authors and you do it really well. You know, and um Well, I have I have a wife and two daughters so I can do a lot of research. Well, here. this is good. Women, this is good. You know, we like to hear that. You know, um, several years ago when I did screenplays, I wrote, you know, when I, I did write, you know, some police stories. And um, actually one is um, Craig Clyde is a screenwriter. He uh, actually has a book from it, which is Lady in Black. And um, he wrote Good Women also. But I had to write under Max Irving. I just felt, you know, it was better in those years and because they wanted women there's a, there were not that many women you know writers that and there still right. are not as many you know but now i write as my own right. name you know but um it, you know writing a screenplay is fun i mean i i, I actually love it you know mm-hmm. it's because it's shorter it, it, it it's not you know you have to it it takes more time than people think you don't just because it's like 90 pages or whatever it but you have to be precise and the problem um, i had writing the screenplays was that as i was writing i wanted to direct at the same time and you can't be a writer and a director for a screenplay because you're strictly writing scenes and dialogue yes yes that, that you just have to be the writer because but that's what happens a lot of um, writers become directors, producers, and I, and sometimes maybe it's not such a good idea because sometimes you don't see it the same way when you're writing it Correct. or directing it. So I think it's kind of difficult, but it is fun to write screenplays because 
you, you know, the dialogue is hard, you know, for a lot of people. And when I first started writing, I think for me, dialogue was harder. And then when I started doing screenplays, it's easier. And people that have done screenplays write good dialogue. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because that's what Correct. you did. You know, because could, you could see it. You know, when you're listening, I could listen when I'm listening to yours. You could see, because a lot of people, that's one of the things that is, they find very difficult at first to do. And some, even after they've written books, find it difficult, you know, to write good a dialogue. Lot of, it, a lot of my books are strictly dialogue. Not strictly dialogue, but a lot of dialogue. Uh, so I'm letting the characters take over and do their thing. And then I'm writing in the first-person point of view with my main character. So it allows me to share with the reader his thoughts, his ideas, his his craziness that uh, most of my main characters have. They're not they're not very reverend. They're not very PC type of people. Yeah. So I get to share their thoughts with the reader in that first-person point of view. Yes, yeah, because I, I do actually like that because – you know, I have. I, I sometimes think about that a lot because I feel like whenever I'm reading a book that is first person, I feel so much closer to the story because I feel that you know the person's just telling me the story of what you know is happening, and I liked it. You know, but it is hard. Some people don't like it at all, and I think you really get into a story more when you hear it as first person. You feel like you know that it character. Wasn't- it wasn't something that was acceptable years ago. It's been only a few years yeah. since some of the major authors, uh, the DeMills, et cetera, have begun writing in first person that's been accepted. Yeah, that's true. But I do like it, though, myself. I wanted to ask you about the prologue. You know, some people say, don't do a prologue, do a prologue. And I actually like a prologue. And every time I do the prologue, after I'm talking to my editor, I end up taking it out. But... Why do you like a prologue? I have prologues in some of the books, not in right. all of the books. I think if I need to set up the story or if I need to do a little review of what may have happened before in a prior story that's a follow-up, although all of my books can be read independent of each other, uh, the prologue kind of gives me a uh, an ability to tell the reader what we have been doing or what to expect. Now, in a couple of prologues that I've written, they have nothing really to do with the book. It kind of sets the mood or tells the story about something that happened before that may have something to do with what we're going to be reading about. So I do do epilogues, but the prologue I have in a couple and not at all of them. Yeah, I, I kind I of like it do, in a way. I, I do like it in a way. You know, uh, I also, which is not what anybody does, I do like one thing that I don't do, but I did it for one of my screenplays, and I just, I liked it. It's really not acceptable, though, to write a list of the characters. When you have a lot of characters, I think it would be so much better if we could do this, because the reader sometimes gets confused of who's who in the book. Correct. You know, because if you have a lot of characters, the reader, then they have to go back and forth. But at least if they know you have a lot of characters and they'll go back, but they'll just look at the name then and they'll know what the character does. You know, um, they it's just not acceptable. But I do think it would be easier, you know, for a reader, you know, for my opinion. But I did it once for a screenplay and it didn't. But I think that, you know, I think everything is always done the way it was. But so I think it's good in some respects now that I've heard from some of the authors, they do a lot of different things now. 
and they because right. they can because they're independently publishing. Which is what I do, and what I what I'm what I'm doing. I have a, a cast of characters in my last four books that deal with Joey Mancuso and his father, yeah. a priest, Father O'Brien. So I keep the same characters in the books. People get to know the characters. They're all different individuals. And once you start reading it, you don't have to worry about who is who because I'm telling you, Joey or his father, Mancuso, and you get to know them as you go along. Except, of course, the the individuals that I bring in for the various different cases, and I describe the characters in a way I believe that people tend to remember them. Yeah, I do like the way you did that because, yes, and, right, they all have unique characters, characteristics, which is, you know, important. But sometimes when have, you're writing – go ahead. Well, I was saying when I in, – in my in my business, I used to be able or give uh, individuals who were applying for a job a character test, and they would take the test, and it would tell me, if they were A, B, C, D, different characteristics. So what I started doing at the beginning, I don't do it anymore, but I was taking the test myself in character. In other words, okay. say my main character. <laughs> That's a good Joey, idea. Yeah, I like that. Joey Mancuso. And then I, I would take his girlfriend, uh, Marcy Martinez, I would take a test in her character to see if I was able to capture myself, her character. And I would do that with the with the main characters. I don't do that anymore because I'm I'm able to do it on my own. But at first, I that's how I developed the various different personalities. So did you ask them? Do you ask you 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 ask them questions as the character? You take you like, take a test and you're trying to find out how this person thinks, what kind of personality they have. Are they A type person? Are they alpha? Are they beta? Uh, are they you know are they uh, aggressive or different types of ways that you can ascertain the personality of a person. That's what the test gave me. And the test was mainly for salespeople. So I would know if the person was in fact going to be able to approach others or if right, they speak were, to them, right. Speak in a crowd or exactly. whatever. Right. Yeah. So I did that at the beginning. That's a great to idea. Get a feel for my characters. Yeah. That's a really good, I sometimes what I would do is um, I, write a letter as the character and then all these things come out, you know, because I think when you're yeah. writing a letter, which is um, a true form of writing actually, because sometimes things come out in a letter that you may not know about your character or your, yeah. you know, while you're writing it, you know, because I find it like some of the problems for me when I'm watching TV in a series, a lot of the characters talk alike and I hate that. I really mm-hmm. like when every character has their own style you know, because when you watch some of the shows on, because you know, I listen to dialogue, which I'm sure you do too, and the dialogue, if it, if everybody talks the same, it's horrible. It's like the yeah. writer. It's like yeah. you feel like the writer is just talking and not the characters because they're all just coming up with words. Correct. Correct. Yeah. No, yeah. I, do you feel I, that? I have, you feel that sometimes? You feel that when you're listening? Of course. Of yeah. course. Of course. And then I. You know, the main characters are going back and forth. My main character in my uh, crime mysteries, uh, Mancuso, Joey, and his father, who's a priest, they're opposites of each other. Uh, Joey is more loose, more, again, uh, not PC, whereas his brother is is the opposite. He tries to bring him in when he's going a little bit out of of the uh, 
Norm. Yeah, I'm having I'm having fun playing off those two, and and the other characters are also part of it in in the uh, in the book. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that, you know, and especially, you know, in the scenes with, because well, police detectives, I like sometimes when you're watching TV, they seem to all get along. But when they don't get along is when it's more fun for the reader, you know, because they have different opinions, because you know in real life that they do. They, they don't all Correct. just sit together and chat. A lot of them do, but they're not just, a lot of them do not get along with each other, and they're forced to work with each other, which is not fun. You know, that's to, correct. And yeah, I noticed that in you. And I, I think that's I think that's good because I think readers like to hear that because there's conflict going on. Among, you know, it's not the same old, same old. You know, because I find the same old, same old is a lot lately. I mean, a lot. It's not it's, unique well, it's like it should life. be. It's, it's it's real life. I just finished a book where between the the, the brothers there is tension. There's a fight. And at the end, or before the end, I bring them back together, and it just adds to the enjoyment, I think, of the reader thinking about, oh my, my goodness, these two are brothers, and now they're fighting, and yeah, and there's also some life messages going through the book in various parts. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's the other thing. Okay, now because I, I think that's important, even in a drama type. That I know when I first started, that was hard for me, uh, you know, but and. I, I noticed you've done that, you know, some of the lines you say, and that's really important to put something. You have to have some relief. You can't just have all drama. But at the beginning, I think a lot of authors say, okay, this is a drama, and there's no laughter. But you need that. Correct. Well, you know, the way I advertise the books, I'd say it's crime, mystery, suspense, with a side of romance and humor. So yeah. I think my characters, my main characters are humorous, uh, they're witty, and being in the first person that I'm writing them on, they're able to share with the reader how they're thinking, and they may want to say something like "You're so you're you're such an idiot." Instead, I said, "Thank you very much," or that type yeah, of thing. Right, so right. the reader is getting the enjoyment <laughs> yeah. of the thoughts. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's true because I did that in my guilty pleasures book with I, you know, um, I allowed my character to. It wasn't written in first person, but I allowed my character to say how she felt each time, you know, like what she was thinking. And I really liked that because I felt like I got to know her better because, and I think that people got to know her because she's thinking and talking, but you're feeling like you, you're, you know, that you know her much better just than by words that I'm writing, but I, her thoughts. So I do like that too when you're, you know, you know the thoughts of the characters. I think it's important. Right. But I don't think you can start out writing that way. I think sometimes, I think probably if people, when people are listening to this show, they, you know, want to know about writing and whatever, but you have to keep writing. And as you keep writing, you realize not the mistakes you made, you realize how you can just get better. And you do get better, but you can't expect the first time you write everything to come out perfect. And no matter how many books you write, you it's it's hard. It's not easy. No, and I, I think if anybody is listening to the show that's interested in writing or in the process of writing their first book, I took a course from Writers University, uh-huh. which is online, writersuniversity.com. And 
the first course I took was writing your first novel. We had eight weeks, and we had to write in eight weeks approximately 30,000 words, which is a little bit over maybe half a book or a third of a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was hard, and it was fun because you would write, submit it, and the teacher would make comments and correct it. And we had an ongoing discussion between all the students online. Oh, that's interesting. We were reading, that's good. We, we were reading each other's uh, work in progress, so everybody was making comments. So that's one way I, I found that was easy for me to get started, just sitting down on the computer and writing. Uh, you, you see the end result if you don't do it professionally. Do you write longhand at all, or do you write all on the computer? No, I write all on the computer. I, I don't yeah. really have a lot of time to write longhand, and I would be yeah. scratching half of it anyway. Well, that's what happens, right. Sometimes what I do is I write it longhand, sometimes a scene, and then when I go on the computer, it turns out completely different. I just have the thought in my head. And I know that over the years, when I write my thoughts down, I don't forget them. If I don't write them down, they pass. You know, and right. I, I'm big on writing little notes to myself. But even if I just write one sentence, I remember the whole thought, you know, because I think sometimes we come up as writers, I don't know about you, but I am always thinking of plots and thinking of things happening. And if my characters don't talk to me, then I know it's not worth writing. They have to talk all to the me. Time, all the time they're talking to me, my wife worries about that too. So I know, my husband, my husband says to me, goes, oh, I can tell you when thinking? you're thinking. <laughs> he can see said there's smoke about? coming out of my head because I am thinking. You know, and sometimes I would like to turn it off a little. Um, I just can't seem to, you know. I mean, um, naturally you don't put on makeup and everything like I'm doing my hair and makeup and I'm doing that and I'm constantly how do you, thinking how do you know about I my characters. No, I know that. I know. <laughs> but I do. And so that's when I'm sitting there thinking, you know, and I I was one time talking to a whole bunch of people and we were just discussing some infor- something and I said, you know, do you ever realize that in the movies and um anything you anytime you see a movie, there's always somebody that's in the mirror talking to themselves. And they they sometimes they say, "What?" And then my husband now I pointed out to him. I said, "See, look at that movie. She's talking to herself. He's talking to himself." I think people do that a lot. They'll say, like, you know, that's when their thought comes out. They go, like, what am I doing or, or whatever, you know, because when you look at yourself, you're going, what the hell, it, you know. It's when you start It's when you start arguing with yourself that we have a problem. I know. Then I don't do <laughs> I, I know. You know, I mean, I don't know. If we. I think we have a caller. But, um, okay, I'm going to answer the phone, and if it's. Go ahead. Okay. Is that all right with you? And then we'll see who of this course, is. Of course. Please, uh, Yes, okay, but they may not want to talk, and if they don't want to talk, they don't have to answer. Hi, it's Marcia. Hi, Marcia, this is Mike Pettis. How are you? Oh, hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Do you have something good. to say? I, I was, do you have something to say? Yeah, of course, I always do. <laughs> you always have something hey, to I was, say. I was just, yeah, I was just listening to the show, and I just wanted to uh, call in and give uh, kudos to uh, Owen, because you know his books are, I love them. His, his yeah. books are, are fascinating, and uh, I enjoy all of them. His latest three books. Are, are you listening to TV? Are you watching TV? No. No. Your your program is time delayed uh, over the air. Uh, no, 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 no. Because so I heard something in the background. Yeah, that was that was your show. 
it's it's about runs about ten seconds behind actual conversation. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I, I know we talked say, about that, uh, but yeah, all right. So you're listening at the same time. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So so I just turned that down so it should be okay. Able to talk good. okay <laughs> I don't I have to hear myself to say, twice. <laughs> Yeah, a few minutes ago you guys were talking about dialogue, and I think that uh, Owen writes some of the best dialogue in the industry. Um, His characters just come alive, you know, exactly who they are. You can, you know, you can visualize them, you can smell them, you can see them. Yeah, so he's a master at that. Yeah, he does. I know. Yes, he does. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I just wanted to stop in, say hello. I'm listening to the show. I'm learning quite a bit. Thank you for always Uh, supporting Supporting. Yeah, yeah, and and March, I, I see I see you on all the different social platforms all the time. You're pushing your books, and I. Oh, I know, but you know, it's, you know to... yeah, I'll get into that later. <laughs> part of it, <laughs> yeah, I know that part of it. Oh, no, 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 I know. <laughs> There's all this promoting. Yeah. All right, all right. So I'll talk to you soon, and hopefully you'll come on a show soon. That sounds great. Okay, take okay. care, everyone. Right. Take Thank care, you. March. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Hi. It's funny. I'm um, I'm, re- I'm reading I'm reading Mike's latest release, Duval Street, which is a new series that he just got started, and it it's really very interesting. It's back in the Keys, and I love the Keys because I go down they're there. They're all there. Yeah, Mike, he's five, in there. I know. Four or five times a year, and, and Mike's books, the the Key West series, is it's excellent. And now he started a new series, uh, and I'm enjoying it. So. Uh, yeah, he writes Mike a lot of a, books. I mean, he writes a lot Mike, of books. Yeah. Very a bestseller, best-selling author too. So, yeah, he writes a lot of books, you know. And right. so, I, so it will bring me to my one discussion that we'll have just a little about marketing. Um, I myself am, you know, after twenty years of doing this, I mean, I realize myself that when you are marketing a lot, it is really hard to write, you know. And I always say, get up and I say, you know, and I have another business, electronic business, that. Um, I, I'm really reworking again because I just, you know, I need sometimes of a break other than marketing. Uh, that's my Marcus Maxwell, and I do electronics. You know, I'm um, semiconductors and relays, a lot different than people would think that I might be selling something like that, but that is what I do. And um, But the marketing part for me, it's like we mentioned it before. I mean, I really love to write. And I think the more marketing you do, and Mike is one person that markets a lot, and I give him credit for that. I could not market that many hours a day. I just well, can't. you know, as an independent independent author, we don't have the benefit of the uh, the big five publishing companies right. that spend all the money marketing the billboards and the ads and the newspaper ads and the magazines and the press releases. We do it all. We're writing, right. we're rewriting, uh, we're trying to produce. And then we need to market and promote. And it, it all comes together into just a, it's a nonstop. And where do you promote and where do you market? And, you know, you, how much money do you spend on a budget? Yeah. Let's face it, these days, these days, the profit on each book, it's, it's minimal. We're talking a few Minimal, right, sure, yeah. And, yeah. You know, and once you spend $400 on, a, on an ad or $300 on an ad and 1000 on an editor, now you're looking at, having to sell hundreds of books just to get even. Yeah. So yeah. It, right. it is a challenge. It is a challenge. 
Uh, but you know, right? Thirsty. But it does take away sometimes, you know, because of course, you know, you you can't all, you know. I think that a lot of people, which I've noticed, a lot of people are gone that I knew from the past that have been on Facebook because they realized they came in trying to make money. But when you are writing, if you don't write that story that's good and just keep thinking about the money, it doesn't work good for you because you can't. Right. You know, this is a this is a profession that, or even with like you said, the big five, you know, six, whatever they are. Now, but what's happening is, with they don't advertise as much either. You know, you can right. see. I mean, like because let's say it's a TV host. Okay, he writes a book. He's talking about it all the time, even on the news hosts now. And sometimes I say, geez, he keeps talking about it. And I had called Amazon, and one time we were talking about how to market correct, you know, or uh, really well. And they said, you can never do too much. I thought maybe it wasn't the best idea, but I I know how they got to be Amazon because that everybody knows Amazon no matter because every five minutes you're you're hearing about them. So I think it's important to do that, but. Um, yeah, paying people is not a bad idea if you can, but it's very difficult to find people that promote really well. This is a and tough market a now. Of, there are a lot of different companies that tell you they're going to do 10,000 uh, tweets and yeah. 5,000 Facebook, and, and yeah. I don't know that they do. I don't know how many people see it. Um, but I, I agree. Mean, there's I, a whole I don't market. either. There's a whole market in that, and every time I've tried – uh, a handful of them, I don't really see a spike in the sales. My sales are very constant every month. My royalties, the more books I write, obviously the more royalties I'm getting because more and more people right. are yeah. discovering the books. And whether it's book one, book two, they'll go back and buy book one or jump to book four. Right. I think the longer so, it stays out, right. You know, uh, it, it's, you know, sometimes at the beginning, even it doesn't get the best start. I think if somebody likes your writing and uh, they will go back and read more. And, and I'm it just takes I'm, patience. I'm, of course. I'm listening to books now that were written uh, 10, 12 years ago, and I'm enjoying them. I discovered the author, discovered his books. So I don't yeah. care when the books were, when they wrote them. As long as I get to enjoy them now, I'm fine. See, I agree. I would agree with is. you on that. I do because, and I think that, Sometimes, you know, like a lot of the companies that are promoting, if the book didn't just come out, they don't want to promote it. And that's ridiculous. Because if you look at the books from the past, I mean, people, it doesn't matter. The kids' books, whatever, they, if it's a good book, it'll find an audience. But, you you know, you can't say just, you know, because I've mentioned this many times on the show that, some of the bookstores, I know somebody had gone in to find one of my books that was older, and they, the person at the bookstore said, well, the book isn't brand new. So what? I mean, is it, the book is, what do they care when right. I wrote it? Do you know what I mean? And it's not like a newsworthy book, so you have to worry about it. So I think that that's a problem, and that's one of the problems why the bookstores, you know, they're always looking for the new and better, but really in that's why there's not as many bookstores because the older bookstores would have older books to sell. And now they just want the more popular ones, which are by, you know, uh, sports figures, um, TV stars, you know, news reporters, presidents, you know, vice presidents. And that's a very hard mix to compete with. They, they want the book that you are, right? No, yeah. you know, as and, independent authors, we have to find, like you said, we have to find our audience. We have to find the niche. 
for people that like the genre that we're writing, people right. that enjoy the stories and the characters. And once you develop that, hopefully through word of mouth, and it, it just grows to that. Well, I think one of the things point. that you did, which was, you know, something that I, well, I started a long time ago writing, you know, and 20 years ago it was very, very different. And even eight years ago before my shows, they didn't have, you know, um, they, there was no, the e-books just weren't popular. It just started really, you know, right. with the Kindle. But um, the thing is, you know, eight years ago things changed, and now you're in competition. Right. With so many people that it's it's oh. frankly quite hard to try to top somebody. You don't. You just have to write it, you know, and just keep getting your books out there. And like you said, with Mike, Mike has a lot of books, but you stayed focused, and that's what I was going to get around to. You stayed in one genre. My books are on children's books. I have a Holocaust survivors book. I have romance comedy. And if I were giving advice to someone. I would not say to do this. I would say find your audience in your genre. But when you switch genres, it's really hard to market. And you don't well, find your fans a, as much. Right. I did write a, a nonfiction book on uh, on uh, selling. Selling. Yeah, that's what I have to ask you about that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about time, that a little? Time man- sure. Time management, yeah. et cetera. So, uh, it's a short book, and it's been one of my bestsellers because there's a lot of people out there looking for self-improvement. And yeah, those the are the books that, that sell book. fast. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So what is in the book? I mean, what do you talk about in the book? In the self-help book, uh, it's called How to Sell, Time Manage, Overcome Fear of Objection. It's a how-to on a lot of these things. So we talked about, or I talk about, for instance, mm-hmm. the ABCs of ABCDs of time. There's four different types of time: A, B, C, and D. And if you're in a sales profession, you only get paid for the A time. And A time is the time you spend in face-to-face or belly-to-belly or on the phone with a potential buyer. So that's the time you're going to get paid. B time is the time you're preparing for that sales pitch. How to prepare it, doing your dialogue to, to talk. Now, C time, it's your research. And in my book, I say if you have the ability, find somebody else to do your C time because you're only getting paid for A time. And yeah. in, in doing the research, we found, for instance, a group of uh, uh, realtors spent about 10 to 12% of their time in A time and the rest in C and D time. And they were not getting paid for, or, or, I'm sorry, C and B time, uh, doing the research or preparing. So if you want to double your income, you need to double your A time, which is face-to-face with a potential prospect that's going to acquire your goods yeah. or buy your service. D time is your personal time, and you define how much of that you want to you wanna do. If, you know, your family, you need to take care of the family, yeah. you need to take care of the spouse. So, I mean, that's something that's personal, and, and different people do different things. Um, many don't spend any D time, and the family or the spouse suffers, and then other problems come about. So I say your D time is your own, but always plan to double your A time by delegating your D time or C time as much as possible. Yeah. And we talk about overcoming fear of objection, 
fear of obje- or a fear of rejection. Uh, yeah. We talk about a lot of different things in the book. It's packed with great ideas. Yeah, I think with the rejection, right, you know, I think, you know, I mean, naturally as a writer for all these years, screenwriter, whatever, and why went into independently publishing, um, you get a lot of rejection. I mean, and, you know, I'm used to it. So it's like, you know, you do get used to it, and it's not it's not that they're actually always rejecting what you've written. It's they're rejecting it for various reasons. You know, it might not be a topic they want to write. You know, they want if you're going to a publisher or screenplay. You know, a lot of times people think just because somebody has done one picture, you know, one type of movie, that they will want to do constant, you know, movies just like that. And they don't. You know, so you never know who's going to pick up, like, say, a book, and they say, maybe I'll try this screenplay. You know, so you can't always know everything. This industry is very, very hard because you don't really know what to expect. And in, depending on the industry or what you're selling, to me, rejection is a, it's, it's a, just a sign that I have not given you enough good reasons why you should acquire what I'm yeah. trying to, to sell you. And yeah, if you give me a well, few more minutes... Yeah. You know, it depends. But I, of course, if 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 they don't need if they don't need it, that's a different story. If they yeah. you think they want it, then you know you need to know. If but you know what the problem was like when, when I was an agent, I, I had a hundred clients that and and they were really really good. I took new clients, and you know a lot of them they just didn't continue. You know, and I always and I still to this day know which ones you know would have really made it. They were so good, but they. You just have to, they just didn't have what it takes, you know, and this, because you have to keep going, but not everybody can do that. So I get that, you know, and, but it is kind of sad that Hollywood and even the and the publishers have missed a lot of good projects. You know, you see people on TV, they go, oh, I wish I had a good project or I, you know, th- that's not true. There are projects out there all over the place they're just not looking in the right place they're looking at the same people but there's a lot of good writers out there that have written great scripts but you know and like i'm sure your scripts were great because your stories are good so i'm sure the scripts were good and but possibly being in a book you never know who could read the book and say i'd like to do this as a movie and that does happen well, you know, and now with the Hulu's and Netflix, and yeah. now Apple is going to have it's better for a, people. Yeah, Apple is going to have uh, live shows now, also like yeah. Hulu, Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime. There's a lot of avenues where There's a, a lot, lot of us could ex- explore. Again, though, now you're you're still looking to find an agent that's worth their salt and 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 doing the right things. Uh, for for the author, so it's still hard work. If you go into it's hard, it you know, you, you know, it, it is hard work. But you know, but but as being an agent and a writer, I knew that it they were missing some very good things. And but there's nothing you can do because a lot of times you're talking to people that are on the phone. You know that. I was a signatory agent, so I got in because they'll only take at that time. Now it's different because of Netflix. I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, before it was very, you had to be very, it had to be unique, you know, to people. But now you're right because of all the, you know, Netflix and everywhere that's having, you know, the problem is that Netflix, I really liked it at first, but I think now a lot of the things on it are not that good, I think. 
you know. I'm um, paying, I've been paying for it every month, and I'm not using it. So I do too. I I pay for it. Mm-hmm. I pay for that. Much, you know, I pay for that. I pay for cable. Now I'm doing because I wanted to watch some of the shows on the CBS Access. I mean, so I have a Fire Stick, and then I have to pay extra from Amazon. So I think you know this is a problem. You know, for people yeah. now, you know, it's, it gets expensive. Right. You know, but then again, you if they go to, to, if they go to a show, it's twenty five dollars. If they go, if they on Netflix, it's like ten dollars a month, and you can see as many as you want, though. Right. Right. You wanted to talk about um, publishing itself, and yes, and I did because people have been emailing me a lot, and um, I try to explain to them that. They can do this themselves, but see, there's a lot of companies out there that say that they're publishers, but they're still charging them, and they don't understand that. That is, that's like years ago it was our universe, whatever, but they always said that they charged. But now there are people out there just saying, yes, you can still have your rights and whatever. They don't really know. So how, what would you tell people out there, you know, listening to if they have material that they want done to do it like you did it, where would they start? Well, I did I did a lot of research before I, I, yeah. I started, and I ended up doing everything that I do is through Amazon. Amazon has a company called CreateSpace, yeah. and it's uh-huh. createspace.com. And here I'm doing a commercial for uh, Jeff Bezos and his millions, but yeah, I, find, I, find <laughs> I, I know, I know. There's there's no cost whatsoever to publish your book through Amazon's Create Space. You yeah. write your book, obviously you want to get the book edited, professionally yeah. edited, and then you do a cover where you can even do a cover through Create Space, or you can do a cover professionally with somebody else. But right, there's a lot of that, pe- there are a lot of people out there d- that can do covers for people. A lot of good people out there. Yeah, there Once are. you have the book, the book and the cover, all you need to do is go into CreateSpace, sign up with them, and upload your book once you put your profile in. and You want to give them your bank account so they can deposit your royalties. Very important. And yeah. you're on. Your book, is, your book is immediately available. And at the same time, you can upload it to Kindle which is Amazon again. Yep. So now your book can be on Kindle and it can be on CreateSpace all at the same time. And it didn't yep. cost me a penny to publish. Now, yes, yeah, see the, that's, editing, yeah. the editing the is different thing. though, but they have to pay for well, the editing exactly too. Yeah. Right. But the, a lot of people don't, sure. a lot of people don't understand that. And that's what we say all the time on the show. You need to have a good editor, not just someone that says they edit, but somebody that really does know how to edit because a lot of people say they're editors, but they're not. And that's what they're in the mix. And that's what's hard for new authors to figure out. And one of the, one of the benefits with Amazon is you don't have to buy any books. Uh, right. You buy books it's a great, right. Exactly. You buy it. Well, you buy them through create space at cost, and then you can do the selling on your own if you want to. Another yeah. wonderful thing is that if you happen to have an error, in the book, in the manuscript, you can correct it, upload it again, and within yes, a day, your new, yeah. your new book is out there. So once you do that, uh, I mean, to me, it's the easiest thing in the world. And then if you want to do the audible or the audio book, 
Amazon, again, has a company called Audible.com or ACX.com. ACX, right. And see, that's the, that's the thing that I just wanted to add one thing about ACX. ACX, you have to have your book on Amazon. A lot of, you know, sure. it's Audibles, but it, once your book is on Amazon, you can go on ACX and just get right in. But it has to be on Amazon because it's an Amazon-owned company. Yeah. And that, that's what a lot of people don't understand. And th- I think they're really good. Now, um, somebody asked me today, actually, about that. And I do the 50-50. There's a 50-50, and I have not paid for any of my books to have audiobooks. And now on, what's happening is there's a lot of companies offering audiobooks, but you have to pay the narrator. And it can be very expensive. Well, I pay the way. narrator, and I have not really found... Uh, a good narrator that will do it on a 50-50 basis. And that's and, and why is that? It may be, number one, I only have eight books published or nine books published. Uh, and, and that's part of it, too. So I got really good ones. I have really, uh, my books, uh, they are really good. You know, the uh, they are really good, the narrators. But, but you don't have to take their, you know, if you don't like, the way they sound right. after five minutes, you don't have to take them. But there are some very, very good ones on there, but it takes time, and a lot of people don't know that. But, that you know, if you pay an, a lot of people, they don't want to pay an editor, but and you, um, and, and not an editor, a narrator. And you don't have to. There are some very good ones, and Amazon takes care of everything for people. Right. And so you don't have to feel like, because that's a problem. People don't understand that, that they can really get in trouble if they don't have somebody watching what's going on, you know, because you can pay for something that's not going to be right. So you paid for your own narrating. Well, he's great, the guy that I, does yours. I do. He's great. Some of the folks I've used, I mean, they're, they're Grammy winners. Uh, they're all yeah, winners. Yeah, they're very good. I, yeah. And it gets expensive, but. Uh, I think I think the sales, the the quality of the production and the quality of the narration, to me is important because uh, I yeah. listen to sixty, I listen to about sixty books a year. I don't yeah. read anymore. I spend all my time when I'm driving. I'm listening to a book. That's what I do. Uh, yeah, I know. And I, I I use that time for something. And I go between fiction and nonfiction. I, I love to listen to history and some of the founding fathers and the biographies. And then I'll go in and pick up a uh, Michael Connolly uh, book yeah. or a Mike Pettick book or a uh, uh, yeah. Nelson the Mill book and listen to those on a regular basis. Yeah, I really, you know, I, I happen to really love audiobooks because I feel it's also really good for an author. It helps them write better because you can, you're not looking for commas, whatever. You're listening to like someone having a good story so your mind is set and you're just completely listening to the words how they describe things how you know and you're not getting to you know deterred by anything else because a lot of times as you know people are so anxious to say oh what happened he didn't have a comma or he didn't have a capital or whatever you know but when you're listening to it it's completely enjoyable right and Sometimes it, it sounds a lot better than when you're reading it yourself. I think they sound great. Well, I love it, too. It's, it's a performance. A lot of people think yes. that listening yeah, to a book is. is someone just reading the book, and that's not the case. No. Um, it's, it's, it's a whole new performance. It's like old-time radio when we were listening. And I like that. To myself. I right. love it. No, 
I, because there are some old-time radio things on. I had a show about six years ago with one of my scripts, and because I really wanted to do that because I think people would like to hear certain things. And in England, I think they do things like that in the U.K. And it's so interesting, you know, to hear it that way. No, cause, but there are, I can't remember their names now, but I did listen to some. I looked it up one time. It was so interesting. They were, it was a show like the old time where they would, you know, listen on the radio. It was so enjoyable. That is like an audio book. Right. You're right. It is. And it, it put is. It in Very enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> so so going, going back to that, you don't, as, as a new writer, you don't have to spend a lot of money getting your books out there and published. Yeah. Uh, and. And the people that are the companies that want a thousand or more up front, uh, I haven't used any of them. I don't know that I want to. I'm very yeah. happy with uh, with the three Amazon companies, and you can you can advertise through Amazon. You can you can do Kindle advertising. So it it, it all comes down to Amazon, like you said, makes it very easy. Yeah, they do. I, you know, and you know, look at, you know, they have some issues. They know it. You know, I've talked to them myself, and you know, they do help people. And uh, you know, there is a, one of the problems is is if you put another cover and the book is sold before they leave, it it can get confusing for readers because they don't want to take things off because of you know reselling books, and that that's the problem. If you know, because some people have changed books, but they don't take it off. If it's once it's right. in paperback, they don't take it off. And um, but there is another company, uh, the Draft Two Digital. Do you ever use them? No, I have not. Tell me about that. Okay, Draft Two. I love them. It's really good. Draft Two Digital. You can put. It doesn't matter where your books are. You put them on there. It's a site like Smashwords, but actually, uh, I really like it. And well, they're offering audio books, but that at a price. I don't do. I, all I do is put my books in, in a MOB file or in a uh, ebook. There's different ways, but if you go on Draft Two Digital, it's free, and they I, they actually they just pay you the same way. But um, it's really good. I have all my books on it, and the thing I like about it is, if you go into Draft Two, all your books are on. And they distribute it also to a lot of different places. It's on Barnes and Noble. The same, you know, it really is good. Uh, I'm on Smashwords, and I used to sell more on Smashwords, but Smashwords is good for distribution, you know, for other the libraries or whatever. But digital two, this draft two, go on. It's called Draft Two Digital, and you can put your books on, and. It's very simple to put on, and then you can put on your, you know, they actually order, I think they just started some new things. But you can't order directly from them. They're a, like a distributor. And you can get a link and um, from like to Amazon or wherever you want it. It's, it's really good. I mean, and they actually sell books. And I think they every month they pay. And so I, I have to work on that more to change some of the things because they've added some. But I think it's a really good place to be because there, there's no harm in it. You can be there, and it's um, and you it just sends you the money, and they actually do. You can you can be there and on Amazon at the same time. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See the KDP. And, if you're on the if you're on the special program, I don't think you can be anywhere, but. I know when you put yourself on, you know, for that for the special that they have, when you're just only can distribute through them. But I did a few books like that at for, three, I think it's a three month period. But 
my books were still on Barnes and Noble. I never put them on there, but um, Smashwords puts them on there. So they were on there because I know there's a lot of things where they go, you can't be on places. But I think right now well, because books are everywhere. Books are books a million. They're everywhere. So I don't think um, it's the same because I don't think it can be the same because Amazon wanted it to be the same, but I don't think that's happening anymore because there's t- so many other places. But this place is fine with Amazon. You can get the link there. So it, you'll see if you go on it. And I put all my books on very easily. It was really easy. And the covers. Amazon has my and, books in Barnes and Noble. Noble also.com. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because my books are all over too. I tried myself to try to figure out and try to go in on Barnes and Noble. They won't put the review. The reviews don't come up on Barnes and Noble, and I don't know why. But Amazon, uh, do your reviews come to? Are your reviews on there from Amazon? No, because they won't let that happen. So if you if you just you know because it's hard. A lot of people. I still think Amazon is the name to go with, in my opinion, because everybody, that's just, you just say Amazon and they know what to do. They don't always know what to do with Smashwords, and a lot of them don't go to Barnes & Noble. So, yes. I mean, I agree with you, Amazon first. But Draft2 Digital me, doesn't I, make it, doesn't, there's no problem being on Amazon with them. To me, uh, Amazon was, it's easy to work with. Yeah. And there's no upfront cost. So uh, for for a new for for a independent author, yeah. that's definitely one way to go. And they also you have an author page that you set up free, where oh, many central. authors I yeah. found, they don't have a website, and they don't even set up an Amazon Amazon author page. And I, I think know. it's a mistake. Yeah, it's free, and you can do it. You can do it very easily with them also. Yeah, these things are really not uh, – these actually uh, – when you work with Amazon, they do help you if you have a problem. Um, and I think that, you know, an Author Central page, you can also get Author Central in other countries, but you have to go into the Amazon, like the U.K., you have to, you have to put a separate account. Your books are Correct. on there, but you don't have that central page. You know, um, in France, I tried to do it for Spanish. Well, and because I don't speak Spanish, it was very difficult to try to figure out what I was trying to do. But because, or Japanese, you know, there's a lot of Amazons all over. So I think right. um, if I think you just need to have time to do all these things. You know, um, if you're limited in time, definitely just go on Amazon is what I would say. But I would look into Draft2 Digital because I, I do like them. Uh, we talk, I never heard about them, and I just heard about them maybe six months ago. Somebody was on my show talking about it, and they're good, you know. Uh, so look into it because you'll be able to do it like nothing. You know, it's not easy. It's, I, I did it because some of the things I don't like to do by myself, but also ACX. So I think, you know, these are the things people can do. Um, do you want to talk, you know, just tell people where they can find you so we don't forget that, where they can find your books? I have it on the show page and it it will be on um, my blog when I put it there. But how they can find oh, very, you very, and yeah, yeah, very, very easily. If you go, if, speaking of Amazon, if, if you go to Amazon and you type in Owen Parr, they're going to yeah. take you right into my author author page. From yeah. there, you have all the books. So you can click on each book. Also, my website is Owen Parr, very original dot com. Owen Parr dot com. 
and my email is owen at owenparr.com. Yeah. So, yeah, you can, yeah, that, you have and I, I like your web page, your website and you also have a blog too. The the blog it's part of the part of the web. I'm not really having spending a lot of time on the blog, but I do have a blog there where I yeah. I'll post a few things and then that goes into Facebook and Twitter. Uh, right, once right. I do that, but I'm not spending a lot of time on the blog at the moment, no. No, I'm not. I, I know that's the thing because I I have Blogger and I did and World of Ink has Blogger and I had a lot of pages. I'm starting to cut down and taper off some of these things that I know don't. They're not. You you can't be everywhere, and uh, Facebook unfortunately they have changed a lot. I do do some ads and things like that, so you know for people to see the shows and things like that. But I think it's very different now, and the, you can't. There's not as much sharing, and I don't know what the problem is, but there is it's a Facebook. problem. Yeah, it's well, very difficult now to have people sharing. I don't know what happened. But uh, when I first started on Facebook about nine years ago, I, it was very different. There would be a lot of sharing, but it's not. So I think you have to just keep putting it out there and you know, that's what I do. And Twitter and Facebook, I do fit it. Like most of the shows, when we do the shows, the shows are good because Google picks it up really fast. And because we've done right. eight years of shows, as soon as I put something out, it goes up from Google. You know, and I and now yeah. they let you put it on my Amazon so then they know there's a show and LinkedIn. You know, I do spend a lot of time doing it, and I keep saying I'm not going to, but every day, I like Mike said, I am out there. You know, and I'm finally starting to promote my books, which is not a bad thing. But, um, you know, we, you know, we Marcia, try, for, you know. For people, that were not able to, uh, for people that were not able to listen to the live show, is there a link that they can yeah, the link is out. The, the link is out on Facebook, right? The link is a live show. As soon as the show is over, the link is up, um, and they can hear it. And I think in a half hour they have to they check it at blog talk but the link is it is on my site which is marciacaspercook.com i have a special site where a part where it says radio shows they can click the radio shows and all the radio shows that i've done you know are on there you can just keep clicking till you you know the first one that comes up uh that's a good thing now we have that where all the shows are there because you know, sometimes people do have a hard time. I have a hard time when I am trying to listen to other people's shows because years ago it was different, but now when people are listening on their cell phones, it's not the same as it used to be because it would scroll down. So it doesn't work the same way. But they can always hear the shows. There, I have shows from years ago that are out, but this is definitely going to be out. It's on Twitter already. It's you know They just have to click the link, perfect, and they'll perfect. be able to hear okay. this. So I, you know, it's been great having you on. Is there any last words you'd like to give people? And I hope you come on again because you know I I love to hear what you're saying because you know you you're a very good author, and uh, you know about marketing and you know what's important and what's not. So well, well, any last words? Well, I think in closing, if there's people out there that are, are folks out there that are interested in writing or publishing, they should stick with it. Uh, they should get all the help they want. We have. Uh, a number of groups in Facebook, Crime Mysteries. Um, Mike and I run a a, um, a group called Crime Masters, and they can join Crime Masters. We're always trying to help other authors. Yeah. Uh, all the people that are there, we have uh, over 100 
actually 290 members, and everyone is trying to help each other with ideas. If we see something that needs to be corrected, we're trying to tell each other how to do it and how to promote each other. So I, it's, it's, par, it's part of just being in the indie author group where we need to help each other. I think that's true, you know, and I think that I I am constantly telling people before they spend money to ask me because I have had people call me and they've spent really ten twenty thousand dollars at a company and it's it's that's why I do what I do and I try to explain to them to just don't tell me after you did it tell me now <laughs> tell me before you go because <clears throat> there are a lot of people out there and they really have to be careful so it's nice that you and Mike do that and it really is you know the I think people don't realize how much authors will help each other, and we do, because we don't want we someone to really get themselves involved in something bad. No, you know, it's like I, I have a guy that takes me out fishing in the Keys, and he's calling other guys, and the other guys are telling them where the fish are, which is incredible, right? You would think they want to keep it yeah, to themselves. Right. Well, yeah. I, think, I think our industry our industry has the same type of people. We want to help each other. We want to promote each other, and we want to see everybody succeed. Because I agree. Once you, read, I do. Once you, you know, you're, you're going to read my books. You're going to read Mike's books. You're going to read D.P. Current's book. You're going to read yep. George Arnell's book. We're going to read everybody's book because all, they're all interesting. And if yep. in the same genre, if you like it, then you're going to be participating in it. Yeah, and everybody writes differently. You know, I, I've been writing, I like romantic comedy right now because I think people, you know, need a little lightness. And my books are from my screenplays, and that was what I really liked. I did write, you know, thrillers, and, I, you know, I did a horror film too. And, you know, some of my films have been options. So who knows? You know, uh, it's, it's hard, right. but, you know, it, it could take years, you know. But so everybody that's listening, you know, there are ways to – find, you know, time to write, and you should. I mean, I just believe people should just write if they really want to. you got to start, though. Don't say you just want to write. Just write. Except sit down and start writing. And then, then That's we'll exactly right. <laughs> and then you could be like us and keep talking about it, and we're, it's tiring, but we love it. I want to be like Mike. I don't know about you, but I want to be like Mike. <laughs> I don't want to be like anybody. I want to be like me. That's it. You're right. <laughs> All right. So I'd have. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it, and I hope you'll come back soon. And I'm going to take some of your advice because you gave good advice. Happy to do so anytime. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.